Howdy guys, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed about helping you make some dough in the restaurant business. If uh, this is your first time, well, uh, nice meeting you. My name is Hingham and my husband and I, we own a couple restaurants in the San Antonio area. And so if this is your first time, consider subscribing to the show so you don't miss out on any future shows. Today is a Q&A show and I uh, just got a message from... Saul and he's in Nicholasville, Kentucky and he is part of a wonderful restaurant. It's called El Rio Grande Mexican Restaurant and they are, as I mentioned, in Nicholasville, Kentucky. They've been there for about a year and a half and um, the pandemic hit and as I'm recording this, it is mid-April and we are all going through this. We're going through this, you're going through this. It is what it is. So the question he has, and it's a very timely question, is about their wake time. So they were a sit-down restaurant and they, in the past, there were 90% dine-in and 10% takeout. And now they're 100% pickup. And I do think they do delivery as well through some third-party platforms. And their wait time, they're having a little bit of a hard time communicating the accurate wait time and um, how to calculate it. How Because sometimes they communicate to the customers. They still come early. They get a little bit upset because they have to wait a little bit and all of that jazz. And today, I wanted to give me, he's asking me some tips about the wait time. So I wanted to tell you, we own pizzerias. And so we used to have... And our first location, which is our flagship location, 50% dine-in, 50% out of the building being pickup and delivery. And now we are just like everybody, we're 100% pickup and delivery. So in the beginning, it was a little bit of a stretch. Um, all of our systems being questioned and how we, we design things and our systems and different stuff. And I'd like to share with you some tips. I know you have some tips about this and everybody would love to hear it. So if you want to comment below and share, uh, I'd appreciate it very much. So... Let's talk about it first, Saul. I wanted to, from your email, I wanted to say I'm incredibly impressed with you and how you've taken ownership of, you know, you're a general manager, so you're not even the owner, I'm guessing. But the way you've taken ownership, the way you care for your customer, the way you speak about your people and how you're concerned with their wait time and all of that, I'm incredibly impressed with you. I wanted to tell you to not be so hard on yourself. If you are a restaurant manager, and we are restaurant owners. So yes, we are, ourselves are hard, maybe a little bit on our managers, having high expectation. However, these are not normal times. Don't be too hard on yourself. This shall pass, hopefully soon, and we'll get through this. So I want to give you some tips. One of the things that has happened that is incredibly critical is for us to observe the new pattern. We need to be obsessively studying our customers. You know that already, right? It works for each restaurant is different. For us, we used to like get busy between five to six. Now we're busy at four o'clock. So we had to shift our schedule. And um, especially like on Friday nights, we get incredibly busy at four o'clock. But by eight o'clock, it already dies, the, the sales. So the sales pattern and the distribution of sales has changed. Lunch used to be way busier. Lunch is not that busy. Dinner is busier. You know, weekend sales. So there is this new pattern that we do need to observe. And you must study for your restaurant. So before war happened you already know it's coming you already know it's coming and you're ready for it versus it came comes as though it's like a thief in the night so we don't want it to be like that so first question i have for you have and i'm sure you may have done it but i'm just trying to bring up some points observe this new pattern and study it and be ready for it so 
one of the things I checked is I checked y'all's online uh, ordering, I checked y'all's website, I checked y'all's social media, and it doesn't seem like you have maybe reduced your menu. A lot of restaurants, especially a lot of full service, like for example, steakhouses or cheddars or some of these full service restaurants, they are offering a reduced menu that is um and you need to do that strategically choose items that are popular they're not very food high food costs they travel well you know you need to kind of consider some of the different things to reduce your menu offering because if you have a very large menu you're complicating your operations and the more complicated it is things are taking longer we may forget different things you know you everybody gets incredibly overwhelmed and exhausted too fast so the one tip I have for you is to reduce your menu one of the things you can also do just have one beef option hypothetically or one chicken option instead of having too many options stick with you know five things for entree that are are very popular one dessert or two two desserts you know two appetizers instead of having your full menu offering it is unrealistic to do what you were doing before now with your full menu do you know what i'm saying especially if you're a little bit short staffed next is create daily specials um and it it makes operations much simpler if you know chicken fajitas is for example for the special on wednesday then you know that to prep way ahead of time you know to be ready for it. that team or whoever the cooks are they're ready for it and it's important to sell your daily specials whether it's on social when customers call hey our special is this get people to order the special because it's going to be simpler to execute i'm not sure if you have that right now i check you all's website it wasn't it wasn't prominent to see that you have daily specials i strongly recommend considering that to see if it would help um, operationally and also for the customer right you always want the customer to win so the wait time is less you're able to package it maybe a family meal fajita thing i don't know it just depends on what you all serve the the food looks uh, incredibly delicious and we love mexican so but we live a bit far we may come visit you all sometimes after this fiasco the other thing another tip i have for you is are you guys prepping ahead of time maybe the way you've been doing prep needs to be a little bit different so what's the cooking what's taking so long always when you're observing things what is the bottleneck what's taking so long is it cooking the meat is it the, i mean i don't is it the packaging is it do you know what i mean what is taking so long so i'm going to give you a simple example for example we on pizzerias so it's a bit different than mexican um in that before our dinner rush we stretch dough right we stretch a rack of 16 inches a 20 inches a rack of this different sizes even if we were going to be very busy 30 minutes prior to the rush we sauce and cheese um a bunch of our um our pizzas you can sauce and cheese a whole uh rack and if you're going to go through that within the next 30 minutes this is going to kind of give you a head start that if there is um, an issue with an order, you can use one of those really fast. You simply add the toppings and serve it. So I don't know how it would work for you. You guys, again, have Mexican restaurant, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the meat should be already cooked-ish, right? You know, the vegetables are already sauteed. I mean, what's in the process that is taking so long? And I also wanted to give you this other tip, and you need to observe your kitchen design. For example, we have based on as the volume went up with all the pickup and this stuff we have to put a rack that we put right next to our oven and we have a person who's the feeder we call that person who's the feeder who the guys assemble the food and it comes on the rack and he's the one who chooses what goes into the oven he grabs them and puts them in the oven the distance the amount of steps people take so think about maybe if y'all's kitchen is too large maybe you need to move stuff around because every step here go there get the 
box for this income back? You know, I don't know. I mean, do you see if there is an opportunity there or not to reduce the distance between the where the phone order is taken, between where the order is, you know, what the chips place is over there? I don't know really. But the design, one of the things you can check is, you know, once you get bored ever, um, is a movie called The Founder. There is a book for it, and it's from McDonald's founder uh, where he observed religiously how the design of the kitchen must be to execute things smoothly so that is important to think about so again we moved stuff around a little bit so the packaging and the stuff is faster because every second counts as you know during the rush um okay so another tip that i have for you is always communicate a wait time that it's a range never say 15 minutes always says always say 15 to 20 minutes always say 25 to 30 minutes, whatever your wait time is, never say an absolute number because you're setting yourself up for failure. We've had uh, customers that, for example, we tell them, oh, it's going to be 15 minutes and it took 17 minutes and the customer's like, you told me it was going to be 15 minutes and it's 17. I want a refund. Do you know what I'm saying? So always communicate a range. Maybe you're already doing that. I'm just trying to give you some tips here. Communicate a range and you need to make sure your servers are enunciating 15 to 20 minutes, sir, we'll have that ready for you. Make sure that you're enunciating because if you talk too fast, they may not be getting um, what it is you're doing. The other thing that I really loved is that you, you guys do give courtesy calls and even send a text message when a customer arrives or it seems like when their food is ready for pickup, you guys give courtesy calls or send a text message. That is a fantastic idea because the more you communicate with your customer, the more they feel you guys are on top of it, that you got it, that you know what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? They will have more confidence in, um, in that relationship. Now, you asked me how to calculate the wait time. And as you know, this is not a scientific fact. I'm going to tell you what we do. And I've mentioned it on the show multiple times before. We uh, copied this, modeled it from Toyota. We toured their factory. We've studied a lot of the Toyota stuff. And we have a visual control board, which is what Toyota has, our VCB board. It's simply a white board. And we do segment it every 30 minutes. Every 30 minutes, our manager updates this board with our labor percentage, just grabs it from the POS system because we need to be on top of labor always, and especially at this time. The other number that we look up is our pickup, and the other column is the delivery time. If you and your POS system have a display, what is that called? I don't know, a display screen where all the tickets are. I don't know what it's called. Um, my husband probably knows what it's called. But you can see all the tickets, and when an order is leaving or whatever you mark it as done, it will tell you how long it's been since that ticket has been in the system. I don't know how to explain that. But... Ultimately, you know, every time that a ticket is leaving the thing, you can see exactly when it was placed and when it's leaving. And our servers write that time down. They get that from the POS directly, so it's really simple. Um, I'd be happy to see what you POS you guys have to look into that. But it's like a kitchen display screen, I think that's what it's called. And so they average that. So every 30 minutes, they know one, it took 25 minutes, one took like 18 minutes, one, whatever. They average that number and they update it on the board. So every 30 minutes, that number gets updated on the board. What's our average wait time or our out of the restaurant delivery time is how long it's taken for the driver to leave the the building. And that's when folks are on the phone. They don't ask, hey, what's our current wait time? They simply look at the board. Do you know what I mean? So that is effectively communicating it relying a little bit more on math than not so that's the vcb board we use i'd be happy to send you a, a screenshot of that uh, from our kitchen and stuff for you to see 
Last but not least, I want to give you a few tips, and I've said it, mind the experience. I wanted to tell you this in the past. Um, I've I've gotten yelled at many times, just like everybody, right? You know, so we would have a horrid Friday night, and you know, years past. Sometimes we do. You know what I'm saying? In terms of ticket times, we screwed up. You know, a ticket did not print in the back, and a customer waited 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And you get yelled at, and you get whatever, and you feel very little as a human. You feel very small. It, it has happened to me um, many times, and it's really humbling when that happens. And the next day, you feel like embarrassed when you come to work and whatever. It has happened to me before many times. However, I've noticed that oh, the people we have in the dining room—they don't know what happened last night. People who came yesterday, they may come within a week or two or three. They're not going to come back the next day or two, right? These are n fully new sets of customers. It's as though I have new opportunities to serve and exceed expectation. Point being is one of the things that I noticed on your social media, you are broadcasting that your ticket times are long or you are apologizing on your social media in terms of in a wide net everybody to know we're doing our best our ticket times are long you don't want people to know that do you know what i mean mind how you're perceived people are like oh then i guess they're super busy you don't want them to think that you're super busy they're like oh i guess we don't need to support that local business because they're very busy they don't need our sales you know especially at this time do you know what i'm saying i hope it makes sense I wanted you to lead more with gratitude than apologizing when it comes to a public platform, like on social media and stuff. I personally think it's best if you lead with gratitude, simply grateful for every single one of you. We are blah, 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 whatever it is, versus apologizing on a public level. Now, on an individual basis, when somebody, when a ticket, a, a, an order took a really long time, for example, you know how that goes. When you guys go to the car, apologize. People understand, but if we don't apologize, we don't show gratitude particularly, you know, they're going to be a little bit, you know what I mean? So lead with that. People understand these are not normal times. Explain yourself. Apologize that you are so grateful for them, to, you know, that ordered from you tonight or whatever thing it is. And always think about how can you delight them. I know you guys, you know, in Mexican restaurants, you guys serve delicious sopapillas. How much is it to add two sopapillas to just put it in an order just as a surprise? You know, we ordered from... Um, cheddars the other day and i guess they do that always i just did not know that and we ordered like a four burger thing or whatever thing it is and they gave us also a box of croissants i happen to love croissants i was so delighted we didn't ask for croissants they give us you know four or five croissants i was so happy i mean oh wow you know they give us something for free god forbid nobody does that you know what i'm saying so think about how can you delight and exceed expectation even during this time if you can put two sopapillas in a bag Maybe all are just kind of during uh, the rush. You make some. I don't know how long it lasts. We have uh, our Zeppelin donuts. We generously give those out if a delivery is taking too long. If I already know a, a pickup took so long, we already, as it's going down, I'm, I'm looking at the time on that ticket, how long it's been. And I already asked our kitchen team member in the app station to create our Zeppelin donuts, which is, again, similar to Sopapilla. It's just our... Uh, dough, we cut them into pieces, we fry them, and we coat them in cinnamon and sugar. Do you know what I mean? Delighting customers just a little bit, a little bit of a, I don't know, whatever you have that you can, it's low food cost that it makes sense for you guys to do. Just as an apology, we included that for you. Know that we're incredibly grateful for you guys do business. We will do better. Just know that I'm blah, 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 whatever. Does that make sense? So lead with gratitude versus apology, especially on a public platform. And again, um, I appreciate you sending this message. Know that you are 
a valued member of your community, working so hard, serving your team, serving the community. Thank you for doing that, working in this business, in the restaurant business. It takes a peculiar kind of a human uh, that is resilient, who's a fighter, to be in this business. And we will get through this. I hope that these tips were helpful to you. Let me know your thoughts on that, how you apply them, and how it serves you. I would love to hear from you uh, in the future. And any of y'all, if you have any other tips about what to do about the wait time and um, um, how to communicate a more accurate wait time, how to handle the larger load of pickup and delivery. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. As always, my email, I'm one email away at team at com. If there is any question, concerns you have, I would love to hear it. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you so much. Mm, bye-bye.